Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles Southwest. Louisiana Sports Station. Simulcast. You can watch us on the simulcast. Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111. If you would like to discuss uh, afterthoughts of the NFL draft, certainly overviews of the NFL draft certainly feel free to do that lots of things to discuss there if you would like to discuss Cajun baseball LSU baseball Major League Baseball lots to discuss there if you can explain to me how in the world John Morant didn't even hit the rim I, I, I get him missing the ball but he didn't even hit the rim on that one but anyway He's still a great player, and it was a great finish. So anything that you might have with the um, with NBA, and again, once again, one of the, can you imagine if it was an NFL playoff game or the World Series? And, the, and, and, and it's one of the things about basketball that just drives me bonkers. The, the officials have the power, and they can throw you out of any game in the other sports as well. But it's not as it's not as set up in the rules to to for the officials to tell the the team, the coach, look, you see this really good player you have, he can't play anymore. What? What do you mean he can't play? Well, I'm gonna call five touch fouls on him. He can't play anymore. Or I'm gonna call some silly um foul on him and it's too grievous, even though it's really not. And and he's ejected. I mean, it's just flagrant fouls. It's just basket. Again, there's I love I love basketball for almost all of my life. There was a time where it was my favorite sport. But this idea that the officials can can they just have too much power in basketball, too much power. But anyway, if you want to discuss that, we certainly can do that as well. Obviously, I don't know that it's 100, 100% official, but it sounds like it's like 99% official that Tyron Matthew is going to sign with the New Orleans Saints. Um, at least the reports are saying that's, that's done. Um, I didn't really think it was going to happen. My first thought when I saw that report I don't know, about 20 or 30 minutes ago, whenever it was. And maybe they'll they'll give us some clarity on this. I don't know. Maybe they won't, or maybe they'll, you know, lie about it anyway, because most times when GMs type guys speak behind a mic, they're lying. Um, or at least telling half truths just to kind of protect all parties involved. Um my first thought was I was really upset when the stupid Chicago Bears selected Jaquan Brister. You know, things were looking as the draft was playing out in the second round. 
on Friday. I um, It was playing out, like, Thursday night was chalk. Like, pretty much the two guys who, it, the way it happened was a little different than many of us thought it would be with the Saints having to trade up. But a lot of it was like, um, was chalk. Exactly. The guys that most people who weren't being QWs, by the way, if you're a QW of going into this draft, don't you feel a little silly? Like, there are people that had Malik Willis going in the top 10. He didn't even go in the second round. So silly. So besides all the QWs out there, um, it was going perfect. And, 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 and a lot of us had Alave, Penning, and Brisker. And it was looking perfect. And then at 48, the stupid Chicago Bears selected Brister. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. That's exactly what I said. But anyway, actually what I said was, what did the Bears need a safety for? Isn't Gary Fensick still alive? That's actually what I said. But anyway... Um, stupid bears. Um, but when I heard the news that the Saints are signing Tyron Matthew, the first thought I came to my mind was, I wonder if they would have done this had the Bears not picked Brister. Like, if Brisker was still there, I wonder if that would have been enough for the Saints to say, we're okay at safety. We don't need to spend the money on Matthew. That was my first thought. It's interesting. Interesting thought there. Now, you know I, you know me. I, I don't care if – I don't care where the Saints get their players from. I mean, I, it doesn't bother me that whether if they got a UL player on their team or an LSU player. And SEC, I, I really, I, I don't care about all that stuff. I never have ever. But um, there are a lot of LSU fans who have been upset for years that the Saints don't see. You know, they get all these Ohio State players and players from all these teams. And they don't get LSU players. Well, now they got Tyron Matthew, apparently. And look, another name out there is Daryl Williams. Like, I, I have a friend that keeps saying, oh, no, where are they going to sign Daryl Williams? I'm like, uh, let's make that happen. I'm fine with I, I I didn't need a running back if they're going to go out and sign a Booker or a Williams or someone. But this team needs another running back. And if they're going to sign Daryl Williams, I'm going to be ecstatic. If they're going to sign Devontae Booker, I'm going to be ecstatic. And so, uh, man, it's just things are shaping up very well. <laughs> it's just a shame, as I told Ray during the last break, it's just a shame that the Saints have this depleted roster that y'all been telling me about for a year. You know, can you imagine with um, you know, they they dra- they had they drafted, I think, two good players in the first round. They just added uh, a, a good, you know, a good safety. You could argue two good safeties with May. Can you imagine how much of a Super Bowl contender the Saints might be in the NFC if they didn't have such a depleted roster? Adding all these players, man, it would be something, wouldn't it? 
if the Saints didn't have a depleted roster, y'all been telling me about for a year. You know, the kind of depleted roster that if you have a really injured season, then you go like 4-13 and 13 and you're picking in the top five. You know, when you have a really depleted roster, what happens when you have a depleted roster is when you get re- when you have a really injured plague season, then you're in trouble because you have a depleted roster. And so when you have a depleted roster, like the Saints have had since last April or May, I was told, and then you have the most injured season in the history of your franchise, which is getting to be old now, 56 like me, um, then you then you're drafting in the top five because you had a depleted roster that got way even more depleted by the most injured season in the history of the franchise. And then you it, so it, you know when you add a Tyron Matthew or a West Chandler who most of you think is Chris Olave, but to me he's West Chandler, and uh, and you add a Kyle Turley who most of you think is Trevor Penning, but to me he's Kyle Turley. Then it you know it, it it just makes you wonder, man. If only the roster wasn't depleted, man, I might be able to be really excited as a Saints fan right now. If only they didn't have a depleted roster. Now, for the rest of us, which is apparently a smaller number than it should be, who think that, who never bought that hogwash, it's a pretty exciting day. I just got to tell y'all that. I mean, it's, just, it's a pretty exciting day. For the rest of us, the small number who don't think the Saints have had a depleted roster for the last 14 months or whatever, y'all been feeding me that hogwash. Um, It's a pretty exciting day. Um, Very exciting day. Now, again, the work is not done. You got to get, you got to address the running back situation. And we'll talk about that some in the next segment. But uh, but wow, very, 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 very excited. And so we'll see how it plays out. Now, does that mean, you know, they're going to have this fabulous season and go to the Super Bowl? I've, in my mind, I think it could. But you have to stay healthy. I mean, again, it is, all you can do is what you can do. I guess... You have something to do maybe with um, with injuries, but usually it's not really your fault. It just happens. And so all the injury and the COVID and all the things the Saints went through last year, um, if that happens again, then it's not going to be what we want it to be. But, if the breaks go their way, like they did to the Yucks two years ago, where they didn't have an injury all season, like they were the healthiest team in the NFL, if the Saints are anywhere near the healthiest team in the NFL this year, anywhere in the conversation, anywhere in the hint of the echo of the conversation 
of being the healthy one of the healthier teams in the NFL this next upcoming season. It's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fun year. And then and then we'll be able to you know detail how depleted the roster's been for the last year since Drew Brees left. Um, man, we'll see. Um, you know. I also I know it's you know we're coming off the NFL draft weekend and we got in baseball it's May now so base college baseball and softball is really heating up and I know it's still really early really 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 early in the major league baseball season but I, but I couldn't help but get a little chuckle it, it would be it'd be fun to kind of replay there was a day about 2 weeks ago where we had like three Yankee fans called and they were just, there was wailing and gnashing of teeth about how awful they were. <laughs> and I know it's early and I know it doesn't really mean anything in the big picture yet, but it's just funny. Like they were just about to jump off a bridge. I don't think they've lost the game yet. I think they've won like 11 out of 12. They've won nine in a row. <laughs> I, it, that would be funny to kind of go back and replay for a couple of minutes, just how awful they were and just, just, I mean, it was just like jump off a bridge. This is the worst team anybody. And, and I don't know that they've lost, but maybe one game since. <laughs> it's just funny. But, and again, it's so early. Things can go back and forth five or six more times cycle-wise um, the, the rest of the way. But, yeah, they are just, wow. They just they just keep winning and winning and winning. One thing that the Yankees have done a good job of over the years is that when they play teams that are not nearly as talented as them, they crush them. Uh, they just crush those teams. And um, that's what they've been doing lately. It's kind of funny. Um, I thought it was nine in a row. I thought they've won three series in a row. They lost. Anyway. I thought I saw they'd won nine in a row, eleven out of twelve. Hannah says it's six in a row, but it might still be eleven out of twelve. Maybe, I, maybe, maybe that's what I misunderstood. Anyway, the bottom line is they've been crushing people, and it's kind of funny. And by the way, Hannah, you got to tell me when your Mariners that are on my fantasy team are about to do something. You can't just let them. You got to tell me ahead of time. I had two Mariners on my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. I might have more than that, actually. No, I have more than that, but some more pitch. I'm talking about player Winker and, and Rodriguez, and they both got off to awful starts, so I hadn't been playing them. And then yesterday they both went off, and I didn't play them. You got to tell me ahead of time. I'm sorry. We got to get that straight. We got to get a routine there. We gotta, you got to tell me when your Mariners are going to do good. All right, let's take a timeout. And... Once again, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. If you would like to um, to get in, talk about draft, any of this stuff that's going on, Major League Baseball, Astros had a very good series with the Blue Jays. They are done with the Blue Jays for the regular season. Maybe they'll play um, 
Yeah, I think they have one on there. Anyway, well, it, it, the point's still made. But anyway, uh, they want to. They're done with the Blue Jays for the regular season. They only went two and four, but man, all six of those games were really good. And George Springer beat the Astros Saturday with his bat, and then yesterday with his glove. And I saw someone made a smart out. That's what happens when you get rid of George Springer. I said, um, actually, what happens when you get rid of George Springer is you go to the World Series the next season. Let's 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 calm down just a little bit there. All right, um, we'll take a timeout and be back on the game. One hundred three seven Lafayette, one hundred four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry, we're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Benedict Arnold's. Benedict Arnold's. Now, an NFL expansion team that stole a bunch of Saints players and coaches when first created, also known as the Carolina Panthers. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. If you would like to win VIP passes to downtown rising to meet and in addition to VIP passes, get to meet the Cold War kids. Simply register for the Games Rewards Club by going to one of the websites that we talk about all the time. And you will win VIP passes to Downtown Rising featuring Cold War kids on Saturday, June the 4th. The ultimate Downtown Rising VIP experience is presented by Social Entertainment Raider Solutions the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Simply go to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com to register today. All right. If you have any thoughts about the draft, Major League Baseball, Cajun Baseball went to App over the weekend, and you know how I look at the game of baseball. I have big respect for the game. We talk about the game, especially here at the game. I talk about the game at the game, on the game. Other people, I don't know, totally get the game at the game. But um, part of what I'm talking about is you know how I feel. If you score too many runs or get too many hits, you, it sh- you, you should go, uh-oh, that might be too many. And even though the Cajuns are way better than Appalachian State, and even though Appalachian State um, looked like they were falling apart at the seams, the Cajuns got, if I'm correct, 32 hits and and scored 26 runs the first two games of the weekend series. And while, again, in the moment, it's a lot of fun, I did... Uh-oh, my reaction was, uh-oh, that's not good. Now, again, some people get confused when I say that. They think I'm, like, mad at the team for trying. No, it, it, it's not that they're supposed to not try. 
I don't really want them to go up there. I don't, well, I want them to do it, but I don't really expect anyone to just go up there and just strike out on purpose. Now, I wish they would <laughs> at some point, but I don't really expect anyone to do that. It's just that it, it's just not good. Like, at some point, even when you're, and, and this is really about Major League Baseball, not really about college, but it still can apply to college here and there or high school here and there. But um, when you get that many hits and runs, sometimes the game just fight, bites back. And, of course, the Cajuns scored four runs. Now, that doesn't mean they had to lose. just means you better pitch well. <laughs> means means you better pitch really well when you go. At some point, the Piper's going to get paid. And uh, the Piper got paid yesterday in um, – in Boone, they only scored four runs. And could they have won four to three? Of course, if they had pitched great. But it's just the way it worked out. They didn't get the sweep, but they did get the win, uh, series win. And they really have to sweep this weekend. The problem, there's so many problems with college athletics. And one of the th- problems that I've had, even before any of us knew anything about the transfer portal and all that, I've been complaining about RPI. It, it, it's really silly. The Cajuns, you win a series on the road and you drop against a conference team. Now, I get winning a series on the road or sweeping a team in your conference that you have no control whether you play or not. I get if you play a non-conference team in a series who's awful and and you drop an RPI, you had control whether you played St. Peter's or whoever. But you have no. If you're the Cajuns and you play UTA this weekend, if they play UTA this weekend and sweep them, they're going to drop in the RPI. Now, how, how does that make sense? They have no control of it anyway. That's silliness. But anyway, um, it's uh, it is what it is, and that's the system we've got. And they, it's just cr- and. You know, we're going to talk with Matt, have our weekly conversation on the Morris show with Matt Diggs and. Uh, there's not a whole lot can be done about it, but but it just makes gives you more pressure. You have to sweep, and that's why he's just uh, when they scored all them runs on Saturday and Friday, I'm like, this is not good, not good at all. And of course, my fears were realized. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello, hey Kevin, it's Chad, man. Howdy, sir. Hey Kevin, man. Sometimes I'm I'm here in Baton Rouge at the works, and sometimes I'm forced to listen to. Uh, their sports radio talk, uh, and I always try to catch yours. But, man, in the last hour and a half, there have been 3,500 Tyrone Matthew requests for jerseys. I believe it. It might set uh, a record. I was about to tell you that. He might be – I wasn't the most popular saint ever because I don't think that's going to happen. But from him being there uh, and, and, and just – I don't know. I think, he's gonna, I think he will break the record uh, in jersey sales. And what kind of pickup do you think that is for the Saints, uh, Kevin? What that's going to do, man? I'll hang up and listen, buddy. Thank All right, you. thanks. Well, it, it, it was it was again. I don't know if I, I totally want to say the last missing piece, but of you know, a week ago we were thinking three things need to happen for this team, and it's really in my mind, it's really four, but. Three things need to happen. They've got to get more wide receiver talent. They've got to get another offensive lineman in here, uh, a tackle, and they've got to get another safety. And and so they drafted 
Wes Chandler, Chris Olave. They drafted Trevor Pinning, Kyle Turley. And 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 they drafted a guy in the second round that was a cornerback at Tennessee, but a lot of people are thinking he's going to play safety or be some sort of hybrid. But and and he might turn out to be a good football player. And we'll talk about him later if we today or tomorrow, whenever. It's not that I'm anti him, but he was not the answer. You know, they still had to go get a safety, and obviously the Saints felt the same felt the same way, and that's why they continued to pursue um, Tyron Matthew. And apparently, again, is it a done deal? I guess it's a done deal. They're reporting that they signed him, so it's tremendous. And again, it gives them that other safety that they had to have. They don't lose very much experience to no experience at all. I mean, he's not as old as Malcolm Jenkins. But he's a guy who has played in the Super Bowl, played huge games, knows how to get things done. He's going to really want to be here and have ownership of it, just kind of Malcolm Jenkins did coming back from Philly since he started his career with the Saints and won a Super Bowl here and also. It was, it's tremendous. And he just, I, I think he's going to fit in perfectly to the 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 culture here in in New Orleans and into the scheme that Dennis Allen has. So it, it it's it's tremendous. Now, how I have no idea about any of the D I haven't heard any of the financial terms of this yet. I don't really care other than obviously, you know, they they're gonna have to figure out how to make all that work. And and um Mickey Loomis has always done a real good job of that. So Look, it's tremendous. Now, I mentioned it in the last segment. I hope the next thing that the, the next news we hear about the Saints is they signed Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams is not a star, but Daryl Williams can play like a star in small stretches. That's what the Saints need. They need a guy who can run the ball and catch the ball. They need a guy to be can do some of the things that 41 can do, Z28 can do, when he's there and when he's not there. And they need another running back. And, if, man, if they get Daryl Williams or Booker's the guy that I wanted, you know, it's uh, I'll be ecstatic. Now, the other thing is, of the Saints undrafted free agents that they signed, one of them is a running back from Baylor named Abram Smith. Now, why was he not? This cat rushed for 1,400 yards last year. There's some things about the draft that doesn't seem to make any sense. For instance, if the Saints had drafted this cat in the sixth round, Saints fans everywhere would have been all excited. He's not tiny. This cat ain't Howard Stevens. He's like six foot two seventeen. I think I saw him listed as. And, you know, I know there are SEC fans that laugh at the Big 12, but it's still a major conference. You know, it's not like he's playing at, you know, some Canadian school or something against high school-level kids. I mean, he he rushed. I think it was 1,400-plus yards. And so he he doesn't seem overly slow. He doesn't seem overly small. And he was highly productive. So why he wasn't drafted in the seventh round, I have no idea. 
And in the end, I really don't care other than at this point, you're just trying to figure out, like, why was that guy still there? Because there were a lot of running backs taken. It wasn't like no running backs were taken. So it's a little confusing. But again, if he does well for the Saints, who cares why he wasn't drafted? But it's, um, you know, he's going to be one of the ones that's interesting. I'm a huge fan of the tight end. They signed a, t- a kind of a project tight end, and his name is Kroll. I don't know if this guy's Crow Magnan man or what, but I mean, he's just—I mean, he—he, he, you know, kind of an interesting guy. Started out at Florida and transferred, <clears throat> but no, I'm very excited today, very excited, and if the Saints get a running back whether it's Daryl Williams or Devontae Booker or if this cat Abram, well, again, we won't know how good Abram Smith is and even have a chance to make the team until later. But if they sign a veteran running back like a Daryl Williams, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to be very excited. I'm just telling you, I'm going to be very excited. And, um, and I'm going to have even less patience for all these people that keep telling me how depleted the Saints roster is. I can tell you that much. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back with more on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Which NFL MVP annoys Kevin Foote the most? Who is Aaron Rodgers? He's the most arrogant athlete I've ever seen. I think he's really, to his core, that arrogant. He really believes, why in the world are you even speaking to me? You are a lower form of human being. That kind of arrogance is what I'm talking about, and I think that's who Aaron Rodgers is. That is correct. Now, back to more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. I want to remind you about Astro Weekend Getaway. We are now in the month of May. And, uh, you know, May's a big word for Saints right now. Huge word. Because uh, they signed Marcus May, whose nickname is quickly becoming one of my favorites ever. Uh, he plays safety, and so he's a last line of defense, and, and he's kind of a an enforcer. And so his nickname is No, You May Not. Uh, and so um, we are in the month of May. We're about to, by the way, in about – Nine or ten days, we're going to find out the Saints' schedule for this season. Uh, and hopefully by then, the Saints have signed a running a running back by then. And at that point, my mind will be ready to absorb the schedule, which, again, I have many issues. A lot of people, a lot of you would agree with that. But one of my admitted problems is I'm a schedule watcher. 
and it gets you in trouble, and it's not really a smart thing. Uh, but I, I've been known to get really excited or really depressed based on how the schedule plays out. Now, some of the, how the schedule plays out, you can tell ahead of time. A lot of times, though, you, you, you can't. And like I, because you don't know who's going to get hurt or you don't know other certain, like, you know, in, in this era, you don't know who's going to get COVID, you know, um, whatever. There's all kind of curveballs that can be thrown at you. It, but like, cause, cause until it actually happens. So circumstances, some of them are more, you won't know until September, October, November, how that's going to play out. But, um, again, it's not who you play. It's when you play them. Uh, that I think that I think that's one of the more of all the little sayings that I've come up with and adopted over the years. That's one of the more truthful ones. One of the more accurate. It's not who you play. It's when you play them. And uh, I know this. While watching the draft, I don't know if any of you Saints fans thought about this. I thought the Eagles had a really good draft. The Eagles own the Saints right now. The Saints have got to figure out what to do about the Eagles. You know, we I agree, and you, most of you agree, the Saints are really good defensively. Really good defensively. But the Eagles just lie. Like, the Eagle fans in the last couple of years, when they hear about how good the Saints are defensively, they probably just laugh. Because the Saints haven't even competed against them the last two years. I'm talking about the defense. The defense has gotten completely shredded in both the last two meetings. And so it's um they got to figure that out. But, again, we'll, we'll talk more about that when the schedule comes out, like May 11th or 12th or whenever that is. Uh, but, again, for now, any uh, other week, we got more to talk about, obviously, looking back at this weekend in the draft. Uh, if you want to talk college baseball, uh, however, you would like to uh, college softball, NBA, Major League Baseball. It's a Monday after a very, very busy weekend. Certainly feel free to call on the game hotline. Um, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Foot. Yes, sir. Foot, we're excited today. Oh, I've been excited since last year. Yeah, well, you know, I've been kind of negative this offseason. Yes. And, and it's because... I'm used to the Saints not doing what the Saints did this offseason, which is identify the needs of the team and address it. And, and, and so far, beginning on Thursday, that's what they've done. There's no more of this, I'm the smartest guy in the room, I'm trying to find a diamond in the rough, I'm trying to be cute and pick up this guy that nobody's heard of. They don't, that's, that's gone. That's over. The Saints had a needed wide receiver, they got it. They had a needed offensive line. They got it. They had a needed safety. They got it. Like, it, I'm I'm not used to that. I'm not used to this happening, and that's why. But let, let me ask you: Do you think if they'd have drafted, you think they would have drafted? What's your gut feeling? If they would have drafted Brister, would they have signed Matthew? And were you upset when they drafted Brister? When 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 the uh, when the stupid Bears picked Brisker one pick ahead of the Saints, or what were you thinking about that whole situation? Yeah, I was upset about that, and then I was also – I wasn't really upset with the pick of Taylor, but I thought when they picked Taylor, that meant they weren't going to get Matthew. Like, that was their saying. They tried, we tried to get Matthew, and 
it didn't work out, and so we're picking this guy Taylor, and he's going to play the Matthew role. But clearly, that's not what happened. It's just it, the way this offseason played out up to this point was that the Saints weren't doing anything. They were missing out on everything. And and who in, told in the, y'all to be patient? You did, Foot. Yes. I'm. Tr- now, I understand that not everyone is as rational as I am when it comes to following their teams. <laughs> But sometimes y'all just have to listen to the old fat guy. Well, I, I, my, one of the things that I hate most in my life is saying that you were right. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to give it to you. for This has turned out to be a glorious offseason. The last Ooh. few days have just been amazing. And, and this Matthew signing, if you remember a few weeks ago, off the air, I kind of said, this is, the, this is the move that needed to be made for me to stop being negative. And so they made the move, and so I'm back on the train. Now we just need Daryl Williams or Devontae Booker. Daryl Williams would, would just be the icing on the cake. Thanks, Foot. All right. Thanks. All right. Oh, man. No, they, they got to they gotta, they gotta get tied in. I mean, um, well, some people think they need to get a tight end. I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to give up on the current tight end situation. You might say, well, you're just too optimistic. You're just too much of a glass-half-full guy and guilty as charged. But, I mean – I, 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 I just haven't given up yet. I, I think last year, and look, obviously the Saints weren't either because McBride was there on Friday in the second round. He went like four or five maybe picks after the Saints were picked. The tight end that a lot of people were really high on from Colorado State. And if the Saints thought about Troutman, what most of you think about Troutman is that he's a bust and, and they got to move on, they, they would have theoretically picked McBride there, but they didn't. They didn't pick one at all in the draft. Now they signed that undrafted free agent that I was telling you about, Kroll, who's interesting to follow. And again, I'm, I love the tight end position, so I, I'm anxious for the tight end to be productive again as well. But I just think last year, I think the last two years were such messes, especially last year offensively, that it's just hard. I'm I'm just not going to say, okay, he's a complete buzz and he has no future. I'm just not willing to say that because I saw enough down the stretch to tell me the guy can catch the football. Like, I just think this offense was totally depleted last year because of injuries and dysfunctional because of injuries. And it's I'm not going to make – long-term judgments on a on players in a unit that was just decimated by injuries and dysfunction. I, I just I just don't think that's a good move. And obviously the Saints agree, at least to this point. So, no, I, I think that was – I think the Taylor pick – well, before I do that, a very distinguished gentleman is on the phone right now. So we'll, we'll let him – I will uh, defer to um, Mr. Manny. How are you, sir? Man, I far like calling the show. I rarely get called distinguished gentlemen. I'm, I like that. I, I, I'm a friend of the show. Yes. Listen, Kevin. Uh, you, you know, I hear you. Uh, you know, I know you're a betting man. You, you know, promoting all these gambling sites and stuff. I know you love to throw your money around betting. I got a hot tip for you. Bet the house. Say. Over, under for victories, seven and a half. Bet the house on the over. 
Wait, so in Las say, Vegas I'm, right now, the Saints over under is well, seven and a half, know, really? This was prior to the draft, and I looked this morning, and still I, I didn't find any updated. I didn't find any updated info. But it, it, how can Vegas – see, but, you know, I'm always scared of Vegas. I don't bet. You know, I'm not a gambler. I leave that to other people in my family. But uh, I, I'm always very skeptical. Vegas is bound to adjust that line. How can you – Incredibly, think that the Saints, after first of all, prior to the draft, why would you think they were going to win less than seven and a half games? And surely, after today, well, I, uh, maybe after they sign uh, Tyron Matthew, that's going to get adjusted. But, Understand I mean, that if you, other than the Katrina season, the Saints haven't won that few fewer than eight than, than seven exactly. games since like nineteen since Ditka. Unbelievable! It's, it's insanity, but oh well. Delusional, delusional. Okay, uh, let's talk about the uh, number two, you know, second round pick. I, I, I guess that occurred. I mean, he—they seem to think, and I mean, man, that he's a hybrid. It kind of seems like a little bit of a reach, but I'm not going to second guess guess uh, Saints. I, I, Manny, I think it was a reach. This is what I think. I think it, it is, if they had a third-round pick, they probably wouldn't have picked him. But I think they're Correct. thinking, you know what? Brisker's gone. We're going to re-sign Tyron. We really like this guy. And we don't have a third-round pick, and we don't have a fourth-round pick. And it might be a little bit of a reach, but we really think he's going to help our team right. win. And contrary right. to all these bozos around the country that think we have a depleted roster, we think we're about, you know, our roster's pretty complete with a few missing a few things here. So let's go ahead and add this special team piece and this depth to the secondary right. piece, who's a great That's athlete. Great. And apparently he's a Boy Scout, too. I mean, he's got, like, high-character guy, which they love him. Yeah. I think I think he's that's what happened there. And yeah. I mean, you know, I agree. I agree. I, I, I think at that point, like you said, they, they, they realized they could have gotten him in the third round, but you know, you, there was no third round. So I think at this point, you're just polishing what is a just a top, in my opinion, which, you know, opinions do vary. I think a top five roster in the NFL. I, I mean, you know, so I, I, I really uh, strongly agree. With the assessment, uh, man, uh, uh, it's going to be hard to contain myself for four months, you know, whatever. Just got to stay healthy. Just got to stay healthy some kind of way. Stay healthy some kind of way. I mean, come on. It's just no possible way to be less healthy than they were last year. Well, you know, if then we, then somebody's got to, uh, the glee, glee, somebody's got a, a, a voodoo doll somewhere if, if we have more injuries than last year. So, you know, uh, but I, I, to me, they're the house. <laughs> they're the, if they don't change it, which I think they will, they're the house on those little bedding apps. <laughs> that I like. Yeah. I start laughing when I listen to you promote those apps because I'm thinking Kevin's probably the last guy in the world <laughs> that will spend any of his hard-earned money on a betting app. But anyway, uh, all right, guys, y'all have a great day. Thanks for the call. Uh Uh-oh, Manny is the man. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back, finish out the last segment of the first hour. Next on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. 
Why doesn't Kevin Foote talk more basketball? Because it's in the best interest for his health not to discuss basketball. I had to give up basketball to save my life. I cannot take basketball. It's way too subjective. More footnotes coming up on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to remind you tonight, 710 scheduled first pitch. And you can hear it right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Hannah's Mariners are going to be in town. Man, seems like the Astros have done nothing but play. The Blue Jays and the Mariners. What do we? It's like it's international ball to start the season. You know, Seattle's from Asia, Toronto from Canada. Can when are we going to play someone from America? It's unbelievable. But um, but no, it's um. I th- did we look it up? Yeah, I think Verlander's. It seemed like he hadn't pitched in a while. Might be Verlander soon. Gilbert. Logan Gilbert's the uh, pitcher today. For the Mariners. But yeah. who's pitching for the Astros? Um, let's see if he posted it. We'll we'll look we'll look it up, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I normally know this stuff, but again, this pat this weekend was rough. It was a busy, hectic weekend for me, and I, I did not catch who the Astros scheduled starting pitcher was for today. Um so far I haven't seen anything. Yeah. Anyway, it's time. That's it for the first hour. Another hour. Next, we'll have lots of fun. Again, we'll be back on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station on this glorious Monday morning. Glorious because um, Tyron Matthew, mostly because Tyron Matthew was signed, apparently, or is going to reach an agreement with with the Saints, and that fills a major hole. um, But, again, good weekend. You know, Astros lost two out of three, but I was not – I was not upset with the weekend. Once again – they um, they went toe to toe with a with a hot young team who's all fired up to play you because you've been the benchmark for the American League in the last four or five years and and they've got all these young players and they're trying to get to that level and I I, I mean when that long ago the Astros were doing that and so I get it and 
you know, they they pitched very well, I thought, overall on the six games they played, with the exception of one game. Uh, they pitched very well against the, a really good lineup. And you get beat 2-1 to one on Saturday on two solo homers by Springer. And then yesterday... Uh, Framber has a he didn't he didn't allow he did not allow a ball out of the infield until two outs in the sixth and Bachet, who the Astros who had done nothing against the Astros in the in for five and a half games nothing hits a two run homer. I mean again at that point you know the, when I when I'm watching a, a game like in a series like that. Guys like Bichette, who you know were really good hitters, every time they come up, you know, I'll say and or think, just let's just get this guy out of town. Go get hot in the next series. You know it's coming when a really good player is struggling and you've gotten them out over the course of a series or in this case two series in about a week and a half. And you just want to get that cat out of town before he gets hot because you know it's coming. And he hits a two-run homer. And then, you know, Bregman comes up, pinch hit situation, trying to give him a day off. It's the ninth inning, playing against an elite closer who who you hit a home run to beat to end his little streak in the previous Sunday. And and you hit a rocket to right. Looks like you're going to tie the game with an RBI double. And Springer makes this diving catch. I mean, again, it's one of those situations where you say you played well. You did a lot of things well. You just didn't win. And it's it's May. It's the first day of May. I, I so I don't. I'm not discouraged at all. And I'm not. You know, you wish they would have. You wish they would have um, won the series I thought they were going to win the series I thought they outplayed the Blue Jays over the three games but they didn't win got to give Springer some credit and I don't hate Springer um and so uh, I appreciate everything he did for the Saints so no I again Cajun baseball probably say eh, should have would have could have swept just scored too many runs and that happens the game got you um, LSU had a big weekend series. I told everyone early, LSU wasn't looking good, but the SEC is not real top-heavy. And LSU, as the season is going on, is kind of not rising all the way to the top, but towards the top. And so big weekend series for them as well. And Cajun softball got the sweep over the weekend. And so now they're looking at ULM uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. If they win all three games, they'll win – the regular season, which a lot of people after the first two series did not think was going to happen. So good for them. So lots to be excited about, including obviously the Saints situation uh, and the way things are shaping up there. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Morning, Foot. How's it going? Oh, it's it's going really well. How are you? Oh, glorious, glorious. I have no complaints. I mean, whoo. I mean, I, I did. I gotta say, I do like the draft on the because I don't. Look, I'm glad we attacked the positions we needed. The players, we're gonna see what they're gonna turn out to be. I don't care what they did in college. I want to see what you can do in the NFL. That's fair. So, That's fair. I, now, I want to know why are you always trying to crown somebody with a name of a good or great player when they never played a down yet in the NFL. Well, that's just 
that's just part of the fun of it for me. And and, and, and what it does is tell. I'm saying I, the, either his characteristics remind me of him, or mm. that's what I. Or some of it at some time it has a little bit of a negative tone to it. But yeah, I'm depends. not pretty sure it's negative because you don't like Kyle Turvin. Oh no, I don't. I don't look at that as negative. I think he's a little. I think he's a little. Um, I think he's a little edgy, kind of like Kyle Turley was playing past the whistle and all that kind of stuff. And so I, th- I think he has a lot of characteristics, but I think he's a good guy. Kyle Turley, I don't know. Uh, yeah, exactly. You never give Kyle no, no credit. But you know what? I caught something earlier. You tried to like it was it was. You try to give us Yankees some credit, but steal it right back. I noticed that earlier. Oh, they're on this streak and all of this and that. But then you slid in there because, like, we just playing sorry teams. That's why you're saying we winning like that. No, but that you, 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 that's part of being, that's part of success is you got to beat the people you're supposed to beat. And the Yankees do a really good job of that most of the time. They, yeah, over the you years. Try to, you try to put it like, hey, they're not good. You know, they're not good teams. That's who we pulverize. You know, why couldn't just be, hey, they just beat, beat teams? Why you have to put that they're not elite? I'm not. I'm not, I'm not I mean, a Yankee you, fan. It's, it's not. It's not my job to tat tat the Yankees. I mean, if you act a Yankee fan, I mean, there's no team elite as us. I mean, just saying. But I want to ask you a question. For what is since we're on a nine winning streak? What is the record? Oh, the winning? record's like in the twenties. In the twenties. Yeah. yeah, you're not. Uh, you know, we're near that. Ah, uh, well, we, we 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 not we not far from it. I think we can pull it off. I hope we do. You know, and Come I'm still now. trying to just, get Hannah to sign that Yankee application. Just try to, to just try out. to, just try to win series, game in and year out, and stay healthy. That's all. Don't worry about records. You don't want to set records. Well, hey, well, one last question, Foot. Well, how long is it going to take you to realize who a person really is? Troutman and Pete, talented but not good enough. We had a chance to get OJ Howard this offseason. We didn't, and he played with James Wayne. OJ Howard. Yeah, O.J. Howard, tight end. He used to be with the Bucks. We had a well, I know who he is, talented. but what has he done in his him. career? I mean, you couldn't help. Look who was the coaches. But, I mean, I think he would fit with us, and he played with James in Tampa. But, I mean, Trouble and Pete, I ain't saying they're not talented, but Pete is too soft. Software, that's why I call him that. He don't want to play. He lazy. No, Pete so, is a Pete is a is a plus run blocker. You can't be soft if you're well, a plus run blocker. He's just not. He's, he's just not a great he's offensive tackle when he's when Armstead's hurt. Going the injury list. But but understand if 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 the Saint with Armstead not here anymore, and him not having to play tackle, he's going to be fine. Well, he's not a no, tackle. He's it, a guard. It's his DNA. It's his DNA foot. He's a and plus run blocker. I hate to say when you're right foot, but you was right. And it's crazy how the most impatient man in the world telling somebody else to be patient. I don't get that. <laughs> it, it, it's just, you know what I call that? Beautiful irony. I just love it. <laughs> just beautiful well, well, irony. I agree with that one. You yeah. have a good one. All right. Yankees. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> I just love that. That is just priceless. Priceless. All right. Game hotline again is 706-0111, 706-0111. Again, whether it's Major League Baseball, college baseball, softball, NBA, lots of going on. It's a Monday after a very, very busy sports weekend. Any thoughts about the Saints or any other draft? I mean, uh, you know, the Cajuns got a chance to talk to Max and 
Percy over the weekend. They're very excited. Percy went a couple rounds quicker than a lot of people were projecting, than most people were projecting. Uh, Raymond's Commanders, man, they signed Farad Gardner. They signed Cole Kelly here um, from Turlings in Southeastern via Arkansas, and then and and they and they drafted Percy Butler in the fourth round. So going to be some uh, people following the Commanders around here for for at least in this NFL. Um, Early, you know, preseason and, and and season, and very happy for them. Max Mitchell getting drafted by the Jets. Now, look, I know a lot of people. You know, everyone has a, everybody's an elitist. I'm not an elitist at all, but um, the Jets. I mean, they they had a fabulous draft, and so, and I think they plugged a lot of holes, and I think they're going to be significantly better. Now, is that going to mean that they're going to have a winning season? I mean, probably not. But, again, it wouldn't shock me. They really did pretty well. I mean, I don't have any idea how good Zach Wilson is. No idea whatsoever. Uh, he was not on a good football team last year. He did not have enough talent around him. So we have no idea how good he is. Um, You know, you know me. I, I think most quarterback, almost every quarterback, who we think is good is overrated. A couple of them aren't, but most of them are overrated. They're 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 products of what's around them. Um, and so we'll see. But no, they did very well. It's got to be very. It's got to be very exciting. For Max to you know you're excited anyway, but it to me it would be very exciting if you if you're going to a really good team. But your chances of making an impact on that team are not as good. When when you're part of a really talented, arguably the best draft class of the whole league, and you're going to a team where you you have a realistic chance of creating a role for yourself and a niche for yourself and making an impact fairly early. And, and and you know, to Gerald's point the previous week, he thinks Max is going to probably be a bit of a redshirt player and that his first year he needs to get bigger and stronger and – and just get comfortable so we probably won't make an immediate impact. I still think it's fun to be a part, even if that's accurate. I think it's going to be fun to be a part of a young up-and-coming team. More than it would be going to, you know, an established team who you may not, you know, it'll be fun to be part of a winning team, I agree. But you may not really be part of that, at least for a while. And so... I'm sure Max will will have a good time. Plus, you know, he'll be wearing a beautiful uniform when they don't mess it up. Now, Levi Lewis signed with Seattle. I I don't know that there's a more perfect team for him to to sign with. Uh, Obviously, they don't have an established starter on their roster. Uh, Now, again, they have three guys who... At some point, people thought we're starting quarterbacks in Locke and in Eason and in Geno Smith. And so it's not like, you know, three total no names, but they uh, but none of them are established starters. And so we get, you know, he's gonna go in and do Levi things like work incredibly hard and try to make a great impression on everyone and 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 be a master of the details, and and if he does that, who knows? We'll see. I, you know me, I don't I don't know that he has the the physical skills to do it, 
but you know he's going to work hard, and he went to the perfect place to try to do what he's going to try to do. So happy for him. Chauncey Manack went to the Packers. Mm. Again, that's a really good team. It's won a lot of games. Uh, how he fits into that scheme, I don't know. But you know how this works. Some, when you're playing preseason games especially, you're trying to make that team, but you're also trying to impress. So maybe you know if it, doesn't, if it does or doesn't work out with them, he can go elsewhere. To my knowledge, Taylor Humphrey has not been signed. I, I think he has the best chance of making an NFL roster of all the undrafted free agents. And he and he still wasn't signed by, I, I don't know. I think that guy's good. Maybe they think he's too injured. I don't know. But that, I think he had a mean streak and, and, and might have had a better chance than any of them. So we'll see how that plays out. All right. Let's take a timeout. Come back. Talk more to you about this very eventful weekend when we come back on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. call in and say Pete Rose deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. You can call and proclaim that the Houston Astros were the only team that stole signs. Just know this. Foot will disagree with you. Call into Footnotes with Kevin Foot at 337-706-0111. Back to more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Well, we know one thing. Tyron Matthew didn't lose the Saints number or vice versa because apparently he has signed or going to sign or agreed in principle to sign free agent contract with his hometown team, the New Orleans Saints, and that's got people like me heading a little bit towards the giddy side of things and um we'll see how that plays out hopefully he can be healthy hopefully the team can be healthy but on again all you can do at this side that's got a chance is put together a roster that's got a chance if if you can stay healthy and if you can get some breaks and if things can work out chemistry wise uh, you know, to go as far as you can and hopefully end up in the Super Bowl. And that's all you can do at this point. No, like it, even at last year, as, as as much bad news as we got, last year at this time, everybody was all negative. We got a depleted roster and blah, blah, blah. And, of course, I didn't buy any of that foolishness. But nobody knew how injured the Saints were going to be. I mean, you, you just don't know that stuff. And uh, so, you know, if they stay reasonably healthy, I think they'll have a great season. If they don't, then, you know, they might only ma- barely make the playoffs or do whatever, whatever's going to happen. But it, right now on paper, and that's all, you, that's all there is, it's the offseason. We don't even know the schedule yet. Uh, things are going pretty well. So, again, any thoughts you have on any of that, certainly feel free to call in the game. Hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. By the way, 
Um, before we, uh, I remind you about Reshard Seafood Patio, Jake Odorizzi star, and I should have mentioned that in the last segment because I had several very kind people text me because I, I, and I should have known that because on opening day, Framber pitched. And then remember, if you remember, and I should have remembered again, it was a rough weekend for me. Uh, it was busy, hectic, stressful, blah, blah, you know, it was just rough. But anyway, um, so my mind is not wor- exactly working so that properly. And so the news about the honey badger coming to the saints is, is really helped um, things tremendously. But, um, um, Oh, it was Odorizzi pitched game two because, because Jake didn't want to rush things. Um, I mean, Verlander didn't want to, Justin Verlander, that's how crazy my mind is. I just called him Jake. He didn't want to rush things. And so he pitched game three. So yes, of course, Framber pitched yesterday. So Odorizzi today, Verlander tomorrow. And we'll see um, how that plays out against Hannah's Lillane. I mean, Mariners. So. Um, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. I got rebuked a little bit over the weekend, and it was fair. It was a it was a fair rebuking um, by a Saints fan friend who reminded me that while I was entertaining drafting the safety from Notre Dame on Thursday and rooting slash entertaining picking the Penn State safety brisker on Friday, slamming my hand on the, on the, um, whatever the counter or whatever, the table in front of me at, um, Lamson Park while covering the Cajun softball team. I got reminded, and and it is true, for years and years and years, I said, stay away from Penn State, Notre Dame, and Michigan players because they don't treat the Saints well. Tennessee, on the other hand, has treated the Saints very well in recent years. And so, Shy Tuttle and um, Z28 Callaway. So while Taylor on paper was a little bit of a reach in terms of the game, you know, the the game of the draft, uh, no arguing that he was a little bit of a reach in terms of the game of the draft, uh, he is from Tennessee. Prisker was from Penn State. Penn State does not treat the Saints well, never have in 50-some years. So um, I got rebuked a little bit for – Forgetting one of my principles of Saints player acquisition, <laughs> dumb, uh, and so that was that was a fair rebuke. All right. Speaking of getting rebuked, I think it's about it might be about to happen again with Jules on the line. Hello, sir. Uh, Kevin, uh, I hope the draft went well for you. Oh man, Kevin, I tell you, it's bad. Yesterday, uh, you know they. The Red Sox lose to Baltimore. They still only won one series uh, all year against Detroit. That's it. Uh, they're sinking fast. They will be a last-place team. Baltimore is a better team than Boston. But here, here's the point, Kevin. There's two out, I don't know, second, third inning of the game. And uh, 
Vasquez hits a double. Next batter comes up. It's a little line drive uh, over the shortstop uh, head. Vasquez, two out. He's running back to second base. He's running back to second base with two out. He realizes, uh-oh, they're two out. <laughs> he, makes it, he makes it to third. They don't score. Now, if you've been following, they're averaging on that 10-game road trip, they averaged 2.8 runs per game. Wow. They are hemorrhaging for runs. That's how bad it is. Yeah. And Cora, Cora says, well, he knows what he did wrong. It's unacceptable, but there's no need to address it. Vasquez's quote is, yeah, I, I need to, I need to uh, do a better job of knowing how many outs there are. This guy is a major league catcher. He's been the catcher for five years, and he, he's still working on how many outs there are while he's playing. This is and, – and Cora, he, he doesn't he, – he talks, but he does nothing. See, that this doesn't need to be addressed stuff. Oh, we're we're working on it. We're working on not chasing so many pitches. They're they're second to last or last in walks drawn. I mean, it is atrocious. And the and the sad part is, it was the same thing last year. Now they just got lucky last year and they were winning games. But this is what was expected last year, and it didn't happen. And this is what happened in the strike in the uh, COVID year. Remember, they went twenty and forty. Yeah. In the COVID year, they were god awful. Well, that's what they are this year. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. They they, they bring up Franchi Cardero to play first base instead of Dahlbeck. This guy hit one eighty nine last year in fifty games with the Red Sox, and he's still they still. Fooling around with him and Dahlbeck. Neither one is a first baseman. They, Dahlbeck dropped a, a, a throw from one of the infielders for an hour. I mean, it's, it is. It's unwatchable, is what it is. It's not, not, not signing Rizzo. Not signing Rizzo, Jules, last year at the trade deadline is critical because not only did he not sign with you, like a lot of people thought that he was signing, he ended up signing with the Yankees. So yeah. that was that was yeah. critical deal for the for the Red Sox. And this and this Trevor story, that guy, he is pure garbage. Trevor story, he's another one that's hitting a uh, uh, two. 218 or something like that. Can't make the throw from second base. He's got the uh, the Chuck Knobloch going on. Come on. Uh, this this team is horrible, I'm telling you. And, and they're getting good pitching. Wait until the pitching starts to fall apart like we know it's going to. Because it, you, do you think Michael Walker's going to have a sub-1 ERA or a 1.5 ERA at the end of the year? No, sir. No. Nick Pavetta. He's been shelled in every start. Same thing yesterday. Didn't make it to the fourth inning. Oh, boy. And I have to wait until November 7th for the start of college basketball. <laughs> but one good thing, Mike, Matt McMahon, has uh, he's, he's putting together a pretty representative roster up at LSU, considering he's starting from scratch. Yes. Just like Kelly had to do, basically, but McMahon's job is even touch tougher. But he's got nine nine guys 
four of them are ESPN top 100 recruits. No, so, he's doing good. So uh, he, he's focus doing good on that. On that and, Thanks, Jules. Okay, Hang Kevin, in there. I feel better. Okay. Not really. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I love Jules. He is a Jewel, no question. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kevin. Howdy. Uh, yeah, there's nothing I like more than hearing Jules complain about the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> it's <That's>, funny. <laughs> that's like worth the price of admission. Yes. Yeah, so uh, what you think about – so I'm surprised no one brought up Smoke Monday yet. Obviously a great name. Uh, <laughs> like I don't... People are going crazy about that dude. Did you see, like, he's – I don't know, he's excited to to be a part, you know, be with the Saints. I, I, I just – you know, what I don't players. know is all these guys that they drafted a lot of quote-unquote – all these D-backs, as they call them, they didn't call them safeties or they didn't call them – Cornerbacks, they they drafted three D backs in a. I mean, not. I mean, signed undrafted free agent three D backs as opposed to the safety of Smoke Monday. So I just don't know, like in terms of his chance of making the team, what all these guys are because it's going to become a numbers game real quickly here. Yeah, but uh, no, great name like a, like a poor man's Roman Harper when I was watching uh, the film. Or watching, you know, highlights of them and whatnot. Anyways, uh, but what do you think about the 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 two, the fifth and the sixth round pick, uh, Demarco Jackson and uh, that defensive? Well, tackle? he was a very good player at Appalachian State. Um, you know, again, linebacker is kind of a funny position right now in the NFL, especially with the Saints, because they do so many hybrid. Most play in on most plays, the Saints only have one, maybe two linebackers in the game, and so, uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I could see him being a really good special teams player. We'll see. I mean, I, I don't really know how he'll fit in, but I do know he was an outstanding. Um, College player now. As far as Jack, as far as the other Jackson uh, defensive tackle, um, defensive tackle from Air Force. Obviously, for those old uh, old Saints fans, have a very has a very negative connotation with the Sean Knight situation. But uh, back in what was that eighty seven? But it, it is a um, you know again. I don't do. I think he's going to make the team. Probably not. But it's a position where they kind of they they spent a lot of emphasis on in in the in the in the um, early part of the free agent and, and signing some guys, uh, and so they're not going to have a star there. But I think they're throwing numbers at that position and just hoping as many can stick will stick. Yeah, but doesn't it, like I don't know that the Marco Jackson guy. He doesn't. I'm not saying he is the Mario Davis, but. The stories are kind of similar, you know. Like no, I, I get what you're saying. Yes. He was a fourth-round pick. This guy's a fifth-round pick. Went to Appalachian State. No, I get what I you're saying. Know. I don't know. It kind of feels good. I don't know. But yeah. It's not bad uh, for a team with a depleted roster. Let's put it that way, oh, yeah. the, the prospects. <laughs> yeah. And like that, uh, what's it, Alante Taylor from uh, Tennessee? Yes. That, I don't know. It's It almost felt like, <clears throat> I don't want to say they panicked or anything, but after uh, when the Bears went up and took. I think uh, he's right. I, I think that's possible. But again, now that they've signed Matthew, I think he's going to, you know, he's got 4 3 speed. 
athletic. I think he's going to be a special teams phenom and and provide some depth down the road at defensive back. And so I, I don't I, I think and plus they talk about how he was a great leader and team captain kind of a guy. All of that. Uh, I think it's going to work out. What they run. look for, pretty much. Yep. All right. Thank you. All righty. Want to remind you while we before we go to this break, if you would like to win a hundred fifty dollar gift certificate to Mister Lesser Steakhouse, you need to simply become a member of the Game Clubhouse by going to one zero three seven thegamecom dot com or one zero four one thegamecom dot com. Sign up today. We'll be back. Finish it. Talk more about this glorious weekend, punctuated by the Monday morning news of Tyron Matthew coming to the Saints. We'll do that next on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. May 2nd, 1998. Maurice native Kent DeSormo rides atop Real Quiet in the 124th Kentucky Derby. Real Quiet wins the running of the Roses with a time of 202.20. The win is the first of three Kentucky Derby wins for the Hall of Fame jockey. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to remind you uh, if you would like to win a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio in Abbeville, where you could experience some of the best ball crawfish, ball shrimp, ball crabs, fried and grilled seafood, burgers, po' boys, steaks. All the and a seafood buffet. You need to go to the game clubhouse, 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com and put yourself in position to win a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio. That would brighten your day. Uh, you know, if your team loses or your whatever's going on, it, um, you know, I could use that. A little pick me up. Uh, certainly any of us could use that and that would be. A great way to do it. Richard Seafood Patio in Abbeville. All right. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. If you would like to get in to discuss any of the many subjects that are going on right now, obviously many Saints fans and LSU fans and those of us and those out there that are huge Saints fans and LSU fans are all getting today because – of the news that Tyron Matthew is headed to the Saints. And so we'll see how that plays out now. Um, I've heard talk that they're going to sign Daryl Williams. I have no idea that's true. None at all. But, um, you know, whether it's Daryl Williams or Devontae Booker or whatever veteran running back, if they sign, if they make that, I think you know, there's still going to be moves to make. But I, I think it will make kind of the offseason complete. 
when you add the draft thrown into it. And so it would, you know, again, it will things will be looking really good in my mind for the Saints. And now they just gotta find a way to stay healthy and, and not get killed by suspensions and injuries and COVID and all the other things that are that are going on. So we'll see how uh that plays out. Like we said before, we've got um Astros baseball tonight against the Mariners. We'll see how that plays out and um I don't we we don't talk much about the Mets by the way on this sh- on this show cuz there hadn't been a whole lot to talk about. Um but they threw an a no-hitter over the weekend and they won again last night. And a lot of people are picking them to go to the World Series, which I don't really get. But, man, they're hot. So, they're, you know, it's very early. What does any of it mean in early May? We don't know. We'll find out in time. But it's an interesting team to kind of follow. They got something going right now. Uh, They're going to break a lot of hearts if they do what they typically do, which is fade. Um, But a lot of people are very excited about them. So we'll see how that plays out. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kevin. Howdy, sir. Well, this is one time where I think Jules's negativity is actually might be justified. Well, it's too early, but 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 no, yeah, I know it's early, but they are looking pretty uh, pretty bad. I watched some of what he was saying yesterday, and that was that was bad. The only thing he could worse could be he could be a Reds fan. Oh man, that, that situation's really looking bad. What are they like? Three and seventeen, maybe something three like that. Nineteen, the worst start in their history, and they go back to whatever the eighteen seventies or something. Three and it's nineteen. Tied. It's tied for the second worst start after twenty-two games of any team in the history of baseball, going back to nineteen hundred. And two of their three wins are against the Braves, huh? And they beat us once. They beat the Cardinals once. But uh, but I wanted to ask you before. I know you you don't have too much time left. The, uh, I, I saw some stuff about that defensive tackle that the Saints drafted from Air Force that looked pretty impressive. I mean, he had like a, a good bit of sack, like 13 sacks in his career and like a lot of tackles for losses for a defensive tackle. Those were some pretty impressive numbers. I, I, I did. I did see that again. I, I think they're just throwing numbers. They signed Street, and 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 then you know what was the guy's name that? Um, oh, I hate when I get that. They, they they liked the last two years, but he kept getting hurt at defensive tackle, and you know, and then you know they re-signed Shy Tuttle. So I, I they don't have like a star kind of player there. Other, you know, when Gus is going into the last year of his contract. But I think they're throwing numbers, and they obviously like this guy's athletic ability. Yeah. Did you comment on – I heard that we signed uh, two guys, I think, that were undrafted free agents. One of them is supposedly this guy that looked good. He's a receiver from Nichols, I think. Oh, yeah, I saw – I saw a uh, running back. Yeah, I talked about Abram Smith earlier. The, the – uh, 
Uh, Dejon Dixon from Nichols, I saw personally against the Cadence. I, I thought he was fabulous. I, I, I'm very excited. Now, who knows? You know, you never know if an undrafted free agent is going to make a team or not. But I'll be surprised if he didn't make somebody's team. I, along, I, I was just, you know, there are guys in today's way of playing foot, seven-on-seven way of playing football that, you know, you, you wonder if they're just part of this great design offense and, but I didn't get that impression with him. I mean, he made incredible catches. I was just thoroughly impressed with this cat, Dixon, from Nichols. I I will not be surprised at all if he makes the team. Yeah, that would be nice. What did you say about the running back? Where is he from? Baylor. I mean, he rushed for like 180 yards in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, he, I, I'd have okay. to go back and ch- I thought he rushed for 1400 and some yards. Yeah, this that's year. the one. That's right. Spencer was telling me about, about him saying how good his numbers looked. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you got to figure the guy must have some ability to do that. I mean, Baylor plays some decent teams, kind of like the defensive tackle. When I saw his numbers, I'm like, Hmm, maybe this guy could actually, you know, make the team and do something. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, pretty happy with everything. It looks like they uh, they did a good job. I mean, they addressed a lot of things. And I mean, look, Matthew right? I mean, safety deal. I absolutely. Mean, I mean, for a for a team and an organization with a with a depleted roster and with an awful off season, things are looking pretty good. That for having yeah, a depleted roster and an awful do nothing offseason, looking pretty good. Decide on those tickets. Yeah, looking pretty good. Yeah, they making it. Uh, they making the decision not real easy here. So, which is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, so, yeah, it's, it looks good. I mean, I, I guess we'll just have to see how it plays just out. Just gotta like stay you healthy. Can just gotta have injuries. Yep. That's always. The big thing. It's all about the injuries. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call. All right. Have a good one. I mean, really, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember a time where a fan base of a team or, you know, guy, the glass have full fans, I should say, like myself, of a team. Of of a team that has a depleted roster and did absolutely nothing in the offseason after entering the offseason with a depleted roster have been as excited as I am right now about the prospect. It may not have ever happened. Because, I mean, normally you're coming off a non-playoff season with a depleted roster and you do nothing in the offseason. You twiddle your thumbs the whole offseason. And then things look, and you're as excited as as you were on May the second. I, I, that might not have ever happened in the history of football. I mean, I can't think of one. If you could think of one, certainly call and correct me. But a non-playoff season with a depleted roster, and you did nothing but twiddle your thumbs and do nothing the whole off season, and then you're just positively giddy. On May the second, that's a that's a strange combination. Uh, I don't know that it's ever happened, but we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Got to be healthy. It's all about being healthy. But right now, you know, we got this little paper here 
For those of you who are watching on the simulcast, you got this little paper. On this little paper, looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. Kind of gives me a big smile. A lot of hope. A lot of hope for a depleted roster in a nothing offseason. A lot of hope. And then, you know, if the Astros can beat the Mariners tonight, it'll be, it'll be even better. We'll be back to finish out this show of hope. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The guys here in the game dugout love baseball. It was the game that was passed down to them by their fathers. Hey, Dad. You want to have a catch? I'd like that. Not all of them had such heartwarming moments. This guy threw at his own kid in a father's son game. Now back to more baseball talk here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to the game. Kevin Foote on footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. On this glorious Monday, we have uh, had a lot of fun recapping the weekend, and we'll get more detail to some of these other things that are going on. Obviously, been a lot of um, NFL draft talks, specifically with the Saints, and obviously been a lot of talk and references to the news breaking this morning. Again, it's not complete. Uh, I guess it's possible that it wouldn't happen, but multiple reports, people are reporting that the Saints have apparently reached some sort of agreement with, with Tyron Matthew and that he's signing with the Saints. Obviously, if something bad would happen, I don't know why that stuff would come out if it's not happening, but what that means is he hasn't technically has not actually signed yet. Hasn't been made official if, if from what I'm reading, but uh, uh, multiple people are reporting that they've agreed to terms and he is going to sign with the saints. And obviously if that comes to fruition, a hundred percent dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's, then it fills a major hole. And then the saints would have one more, in my mind anyway, hole to fill. Now, if you are a, a lover of Tony Jones, and there were quite a few out there last year that um, who probably won't admit it, but y'all were all in love with Tony Jones and couldn't wait to get rid of an established NFL inside runner um, and, and, and release him. But uh, unless you are a lover of Tony Jones still um, – I think the last thing that the Saints really need is a running back, and hopefully they get one. And if they do, you know, it's I can't dance because I don't have the ability to do it, but it'll be time to try. I think at that point, and so um, it'll be it'll be very 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 exciting. of Of the seventeen undrafted free agents that the Saints signed over the weekend. Only one of them, to my knowledge anyway, was a running back, Abram Smith from Baylor. We talked a little bit about him. 
And, you know, that worries me a little bit. It seemed like if that was a need that you would sign more than one undrafted free agent. Now, that doesn't mean you can not You can sign one at any time. I mean, they could sign some undrafted free agent anytime. But it is a little bit curious to me that, that you would sign, what, four defensive backs, a punter, a kicker, which are camp bodies, Four offensive linemen and three linebackers and only one running back. Uh, maybe that means they know two wide receivers and a tight end. That's what they that was their line. Maybe that means they know that they're about to sign a running back, so they don't need one. Uh, hopefully that that's what it is. But uh, anyway, it's very exciting. All right, that'll do it for today's show on a glorious Monday. Y'all have a nice day.